welcome to Gag Me with a Chainsaw, a horror podcast about 80s slashers. I'm Corey. And I'm Sarah. And we love scary movies. Yeah. <laughs> I said my name and my throat went. I heard it. I don't know if the audience could hear it. <laughs> oh my God. I took my Omeprazole this morning. Uh-huh. I don't understand. <laughs> Man. Oh, well. Well, we love scary movies. Mm-hmm. Hi, Cor. Hey. How's your year going? Um, not great so far. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, like, people know that, like, we fudge the time a little bit, right? So, like, we're recording this within the first week of the new year, and I don't know. I spent the first, like, three days really unwell. <laughs> yeah. Hangover time. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. I know. It's the anxiety that'll get you. Yeah. Honestly. Like, I don't know. TW, trigger warning for threw up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a T and a W. Threw and whoop. I threw up. <laughs> On purpose, though. Just because I had to. Yeah. Sometimes you got to. Yeah. <laughs> and ugh, I don't know. I ate Taco Bell. It was bad. I don't know. I don't want to get too graphic, but I was in the shower. <laughs> that was like, the alligator that lives in my sewers eating good tonight. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your Mexican pizza. <laughs> oh, well, at least they had the Mexican pizza. I know. <laughs> they, they were sold like, out. oh my God, I've been waiting for them to bring it back. <laughs> Throw up an Enchirito next time. I would be like, no, those are for me. I keep them. <laughs> How are you? Like, how's the beginning of your year? It's good. It's been chill. Um, it was pretty gloomy for a while. Like yeah. before, um, like that little time between Christmas and New mm-hmm. Year's, and I was like, "Why do I feel depressed?" Oh, it's because the sun never came. Oh, out. I like it. I feel like we need to have some kind of winter weather okay. around Christmas time. I don't know what I would do if I lived someplace where it like really got cold. Oh my god! What are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not built for that. Yeah. Ugh, terrible i know watching people in like the east coast going through like those blizzards and shit like just kill me <laughs> just put my body in a snowman and hibernate me till spring <laughs> i can't but we have been having crazy weather too though lots of rain bomb cyclone yeah atmospheric river right <laughs> and <like> a- <laughs> water rivers yeah it's fucking crazy like, it was so windy the other night that I started to get, like, kind of scared. <laughs> like, just a little bit. Not like that my house is going to blow down, but I was just like, what's going on out there? Do you hear your chimney? Like, do you hear the top of your chimney where the wind goes, <laughs> No, oh, or I've never does. noticed <laughs> if, if you can. I'm telling you, my wind chimes were hanging on for dear life, though, <laughs> out there. I was like, oh, I'm glad I zip-tied them to the fucking branches. But I just was like, I got up to go to the bathroom and it was so windy and it had been so windy for so long. It was like 4 a.m. And I came back to bed and I was like stressed about it. Because <laughs> like, where did the birds go? Yeah, they're probably having a bad time. Where do they go? They just like hunker down. That's what Jason said. I woke him up. I said, <laughs> Jason. And he was like, yes. And I said, 
I feel scared. And he was like, what's the matter? And I said, it's so windy. And I'm sad. Where do the birds go? And he was like, they huddle up somewhere. <laughs> and I like felt proud of him for just having that answer like at the ready at 4 a.m. When I was like, Jesus. But I was worried about them. Ugh. And then I just, it's I spiral from there. I had to just go to bed. I had to be like, you asked for this. Because I do like wet weather. Yeah. We never get it. Yeah. We're talking too much about weather, but where we live, we just don't get a lot of weather. Mm-mm. It's very dry. Yeah, we get some fog. That's mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. And even that was like pretty non-existent for a minute. It's mm-hmm. been pretty foggy this year, though. So anyways, that's our weather. <laughs> There's been a storm front moving in. Um, I It scared me. I got scared. <laughs> that's how little we encounter weather. When it happens, <laughs> I get scared. <laughs> I feel stupid right now for having said that. <laughs> I don't know. That's all right. You made, it. It. you made it through. Ugh, I know. Now it's sunny again. And I'm like, phew. It's a beautiful day. It is. A beautiful I... day <laughs> to talk about horror. <laughs> I thought, ooh, I wish we could record outside. Oh, yeah. I could interview the birds and be like, excuse me, excuse me. Where did you go? <laughs> Find out what happened. Um, Can we talk about books for a minute? Sure. Like, I'm kinda, always down for that. Kind of semi horror related. You told me about this book, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get to that. And then I got an email that was like, ooh, special promotion on this book. Buy this book and get the limited re- uh, edition release cover. Ooh. And I was like, I love limited edition things. <laughs> so I bought it. It's the Elvira book. Uh-huh. And it was so fucking good. Like, one of the best books that I read l- last year. Yeah. Totally. That was so one of my good. favorite nonfiction books that I read for sure. Oh my God. I was engrossed. I read it all over two days. Just like I could not, I had so many other things to do. Mm-hmm. It was like the week before Christmas and I had so <laughs> many other things to do. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll do that. I just got to read a little bit. And I was telling myself like, it's good for you. <laughs> it's good to take time to read. It is. You know? So I finished it so fast. It was so good. It was so fucking juicy. Yes. And you know, like the hot goss. Oh my God. And here's (laughs) the thing about hot goss like this is it's true Mm -hmm. because you can't just print stuff like that. No, you'll get sued. Yes. (laughs) So, and she's like famous enough to where they absolutely had to run all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that means that Jimmy Page had to say, like, yeah, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) Wild, wild stuff. Mm hmm. I was scandalized <laughs> a couple times. Yeah, I actually listened to that one on audiobooks. Oh, and that was good because she reads it. So that's that so fun. cool. I want to listen to the Mel Brooks book so bad. I think I've maybe even said it before on the podcast, like <laughs> like a year ago. <laughs> I do. I want to listen to it so bad. I just love him so much. But yeah, get the Elvira book. It's totally worth it. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Go great. Sign. Yeah, and there was lots of good pictures. Oh, see, that's what I miss out on the audiobook. Oh, yeah, dude. Mm. You want to look at the pictures in my book? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, that's what that guy looks like. <laughs> She'll be like, he was so hot. And you'll go and you'll look and you'll be like, mm. <laughs> maybe this is a bad picture. <laughs> but very interesting. I did Google a few people for sure. Yeah. Um, even had a ghost story, haunted house story. Yeah. So it was spooky, too. Okay. Here is what I've been telling people to be like, no, you should read this book. Um, Siegfried of (laughs) 
the only Siegfried that you know. <laughs> Siegfried tries to take her virginity. Okay. Shocking. Shocking stuff. <laughs> Crazy. So read this book. It's so good. You'll blow through it. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Also, this book that I have right here that I was reading while I was doing my notes, there were no, none of the movies that we're talking about today are in here Aww. that I was checking. But it's the TCM Underground book. It's called TCM Underground, 50 Must-See Films from the World of Classic Cult and Late Night Cinema. And it's by Millie DeTrico. She was the programmer for TCM Underground, but they just did some restructuring, fucking the Discovery Plus merger or whatever, and they fired her. And it was really, <gasps> really? sad. Yes. Oh, no. So she's done great work. I love her programming. And then she uh, co-authors it with uh, Quatoya Murray. And it's a really, really good book. Very cool stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Like... There's movies in there that I'm like, I've never heard of that movie. Or like, oh my God, I've got to see that movie. Like, I've been meaning to see it. It's really cool. And also, when you're like, oh yeah, I've seen that movie. Then you feel like (laughs) you're doing good. Yeah. But yeah, it's a really interesting book. And I really like their writing style. And I love Millie. So buy her book. Because she just got fired. Oh, yeah. I know. And I'm like, what does this mean for TCM Underground? Because... You know, I'm a big TCM head. Yeah, if you need a new host, Sarah's available. Oh, my God. It's my dream. (laughs) It is my actual dream. I wish I knew what it took to be a TCM host, specifically TCM Underground. (laughs) Because TCM Underground doesn't have a host. Millie just programs it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, you'd be a good host. I know. And I can do it remotely. (laughs) I have a ring light. (laughs) You do. I'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) I'll do it. Uh. Ben Mankiewicz, if you're listening, <laughs> call me up. I would love to work at TCM. I have parasocial relationships with all the hosts. <laughs> like, we talk about them all the time. I Google their names to find out about them. One of them, Alicia Malone. She's Australian. Uh-huh. She's so hot. <laughs> Jason and I, we fucking love her. She's got a tattoo on her foot, and we're like, yeah, baby. <laughs> I know you're talking about. <laughs> We're so horny for her. We're just like, I bet she's wild. <laughs> we just love her. And when she changes her hair, I'm like, Jason, Jason. <laughs> Alicia's got bangs. <laughs> so, yeah. Any uh, book recommendation for you other than co-signing the Elvira book? Hmm. I got really into Sarah Waters books last year. I read one uh, affinity for book club mm-hmm. and then I read like two more because I just loved them. Um, affinity was kind of uh, paranormal. Mm-hmm. Are the other ones too? Um, no. No. Mm. The other two I read weren't, but I, I don't know. She might have another one that's paranormal, but still kind of like that same setting. Uh, like Victorian. It's spooky. Just the setting on its own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I just love the writing and the story, too. I know. Affinity, the one we read for book club, I literally went. <gasps> me, too. <laughs> and only one other book has made me do that, Rebecca. And I did. My jaw dropped. And then I texted <laughs> you because I could not believe my eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, too. Um, How many books did you read last year? 130-something. What? 
<laughs> and I saw your stats and I forgot. And now you're telling me again and I am shocked. It's wild. I usually read about 50, but um, I don't know. I read some graphic novels, so those are quick. Yeah. I tried to do more audio. I'm real picky with the audiobooks. Like, if you sound like a robot, I'm not going to listen to it. I forget that I'm listening. Yeah. To an audiobook. <laughs> so they're tough for me that way. Yeah. So I quit a lot of audiobooks, but I did a few and just um, dropping books I wasn't into. I oh, yeah. That's smart. That's smart. You got to make time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, there's no shame in like DNFing a book. <laughs> nope. I don't. I used to feel like, no, I've got to power through this. And now I'm the same way. If I don't like it, like, t- life's too short, man. Yeah. Too many books. You might come back to it. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. That's really a lot of books. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Makes my fucking 45 books look like shit. No, I think that's great. That's all right. <laughs> that's like my normal amount. <laughs> I am shooting for 50 this year. You so I got to step it up. I had to buy a strap for the back of my Kindle because it hurts my hand to hold it. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's been helpful. <clears throat> Recommend if you use the Kindle a lot. Okay. I just took me a minute. At first, I got my Kindle when I first got the first one, and I was like, I love this. I always had it. I, like, read so many books when I first got it, and then I was like, I kind of miss books. And I had to go back to books. And then I started reading on my Kindle again. And then over the summer, Jason bought me a waterproof one so I could read in the pool. That's nice. I know. I loved it. It's great. I love a little bit of luxury like that where (laughs) it's like, I wish I could do this thing and this thing, but like you usually can't like my dream to watch TV in the, in the shower. (laughs) Um, So that was like kind of close to that. I see people like you can mount like shower proof iPad things. Mm -hmm. (sighs) We're in a drought. (laughs) Yeah. Just because we had a bomb cyclone doesn't mean I can stand around and watch movies in the shower forever. Yeah. Especially if I get my other dream, which is having a chair in the shower. Uh I would never get out of there. Yeah. I wouldn't do that because my showers are like 15 minutes. Yeah. Or less. You're in and you're out. (laughs) Yeah. I am a quick showerer too because I just don't like, I don't like to stand in there. I feel like, what is this work that I'm doing? I hate it so much. (laughs) It's a chore that I really hate, especially if I have to wash my hair. Fuck this. (laughs) Don't like it. And we're in drought. Yeah. Come on now. I'm not going to turn my water off while I'm brushing my teeth to just go stand in the shower for fucking 45 minutes for no reason. Can't even jerk off. What's the point? Anyways. I mean, you could watch porn in the shower. Oh, yeah. That's true. I have a detachable shower head. All right. The pieces are coming together. Just make it quick. We're in a drought. I got to make that search specific. <laughs> no uh, perusing. <laughs> All right. Speaking of visual media, we have a, a podcast to do, a movie to talk about. Mm-hmm. Every episode, we pick a movie from the letterboxed list, every 80s slasher, an attempt by John Hillman. And our movie today is Slumber Party Massacre 2. Part 2. 1987. Don't get confused. <laughs> not the, part one. It's not a rerun. Not, not part three. Nope. Number two. <laughs> and I picked this movie. It's a new mm-hmm. year. I was feeling nostalgic. Okay. Should all the acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? <laughs> no. We should watch the sequel. Okay. 
All right. So this movie was written and directed by Deborah Brock. She also wrote and directed Rock and Roll High School Forever, the sequel to Rock and Roll High School, starring Crystal Bernard as Courtney Bates. Um, I know this lady from Wings. Okay. Like, she looked familiar. Yeah. My grandma freaking loved Lloyd. So we <laughs> always were watching Wings over there. Yeah. Um, she was also in another TV series before that in the 80s called It's a Living, which is like the most 80s TV show title that you can think of. It's a living, <laughs> right? She did a lot of TV movies too. She's just got like a really recognizable face. Yeah. I knew I knew her from mm-hmm. somewhere. Must have been Wings. It's got to be Wings. <laughs> Everybody was into it. The whole country was going bananas for Lloyd. We had Lloyd fever. <laughs> <laughs> This movie also stars a ton. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Atanas Illich. It looks very like a very Greek name. Mm-hmm. Um, as the driller killer, he was only in two other things. But who needs work when your dad is the founder and CEO of Little Caesars? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just relax. Do do the fun movie and then yeah. R and D do new crazy breads. <laughs> they haven't been able to top them yet. Um, but I guess the family is bad though. Oh. Like, I found a whole Facebook page called Terrible Illiches. Oh, no. <laughs> that says it's devoted to documenting the Illiches' lies and bad behavior. Wow. They're like villain developers in Detroit, I guess. What? <laughs> I know. I was like, what a twist. I don't understand. What do you mean? Villain developers? Yeah, they're like property developers. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, they're marvel (laughs) no for like stadiums and they like i I, I get it i get it now (laughs) they like buy historic buildings and just like tear them down and make ugly apartments like just turn them all into little caesars (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i guess there's that and i think that he's in the family business so not good it's canceled we did it Hang it up. Your acting career is over. (laughs) I think he had an attempt at a singing career, too. Okay. Um, But, yeah, he had to go into gentrification (laughs) when those two things fail. That's where you go. So I kind of didn't really do a lot of writing about the other cast. Like, nothing super special, like... Um, just a couple little parts and things that we would know. A couple of the girls are in some Friday the 13th. Yeah. Like, uh, one of the guys is in Pumpkinhead. Um, all right. Well, I was excited to watch this movie. I've seen it before. And obviously you have too. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen it twice. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, w- I watched it this time, like the first time, um, as a self-imposed double feature after the last third of the new Elvis movie. Okay. Uh, let me tell you, it worked. Yeah, I could see the connection there. Yep. It was a good double feature. I felt like a fucking maniac. <laughs> it was all <laughs> over. So how did you feel about having this movie coming up? Um, I think I mentioned I wasn't a big fan of it originally, so I was like, oh. Not that excited, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Okay. <laughs> well, should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. And we should say that we both tried to find out why did they make this movie? How did this happen? Yeah. What's the backstory? And we couldn't couldn't dig it out. 
No, I guess we need to buy the special edition Blu-ray or something. If I had to guess, <laughs> I would think they had a loose story and they were like, what can we connect this to? Because it was shot under a different name. Mm. And then they were like, mm, just maybe Slumber Party Massacre? I don't know. <laughs> it, but why? Why Slumber Party Massacre? I don't know. It's a mystery. All right. Should we get into it? Let's start. You ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to rock. All right. Our movie begins with a slow pan over the body of a sleeping young woman. She has French tips and curly hair spread upon a pillow like she does not move at all when she sleeps. Her pink frosted lips smile serenely as she dreams about a blonde guy with a hot bod and he is going long to catch a football. As he runs in profile, his hair is dancing in the breeze and like he's pretty cute. But then he catches the ball, turns to face us, and he's actually a doofus with a hot body. <laughs> like, face on, you're like, eh. But just keep it sideways. Yeah, he has some, he has some good angles. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But suddenly, this wet dream turns into a dry nightmare. First, it's like crazy, tilty dream hallways. Then murders from the original Slumber Party Massacre begin to flash by. No space baby, though. They deprived us of our beloved space baby. <laughs> we did get the girl falling out of the refrigerator. Yeah. Which we, we like. Uh, there are also some unfamiliar moments. A fancy cowboy boot with silver heels clicking around. A dead dove on the sidewalk. Drill. Kill. <laughs> our sleeping beauty wakes up screaming in freeze frame as our title flies out of her mouth in pink font. It's pretty rad. Yeah. I like, I like the title. this. Uh-huh. I, I really like it a lot. It opens pretty strong. Uh, Courtney Bates, who survived the first Slumber Party Massacre and was last seen sneaking looks at the Stallone issue of Playgirl <laughs> in 1982, is now a senior in high school. Obviously, this is who we were watching sleep. Her older sister, Valerie, another survivor of Russ Thorne and his metaphorical drill penis, is in a mental hospital as she's been unable to process the horrific events of the first movie, probably especially the part when Space Baby dies. Why did, does her sister, like, she can't deal? She can't deal. I don't know. Everybody mm. handles things differently. I guess so. Courtney was like, eh, I'm too young. <laughs> My brain is not formed enough. I can just put this one in the bin yeah. and move on. But like, Valerie I have a life couldn't. to live. Yep. I haven't even been through high school yet. <laughs> Valerie was also dealing with the pains of being unpopular or whatever. I don't think she was unpopular. Well, why didn't she get invited to slumber party? I can't she was, remember. She was the new girl. That's right. She was dealing with the pains of being new in town. And she was like, they were jealous. There was one person that was jealous of her. So. <laughs> and she was too good at basketball. So <laughs> she already was having a hard time. Yeah. Over breakfast, Courtney tells her mom about the nightmare, but brushes off her mother's concern. It was just the same old dream, she says. Maybe it's the same old dream, but this morning is different. As she jogs down the sidewalk to meet her friend Amy for a ride to school, she sees the dead dove from her dream. An ominous occurrence, to be sure. But hey, you gotta keep it moving. On the ride to school, the girls talk about their plans to spend the weekend at their friend Sheila's dad's new condo. 
Also, they sing along to a very excellent song called Tokyo Convertible, maybe? <laughs> I'm guessing. They're music fans. Uh, yet another song that is like in a movie, and I'm like, hell yeah. You like this one? I want to be your Tokyo <laughs> Convertible. I don't know what it means. I didn't like this one as much. I really love going <laughs> through the motions. I don't, I don't understand what it means, but get it stuck in my head. <laughs> so you can also tell they're big music fans when we see Courtney and her friends Amy, Sheila, and Sally at garage band practice after school. Um, their song is just as good, if not better, than Tokyo Convertible. Yeah, it's say. pretty good. <laughs> Kind of like a little Go-Go's feel, maybe. Yeah, and I feel like that Sally is actually a good drummer. I know. I noticed all the girls did a really good job, like lip syncing and playing, yeah. like fake playing. They actually like, I don't know. I can't read music. I don't. I don't play instruments, but it seemed like they knew I what think they were Sally doing. Sally really knew what she was doing. <laughs> um, so they're a pretty tight band. The doofus with the hot bod from her dream, Matt, shows up to watch the girls rock out. He's a groupie. <laughs> When the band takes a little break to drink Slice and Perrier, <laughs> Courtney and Matt take a walk and she invites him to Sheila's dad's new condo for the weekend for a little birthday celebration. No parents. He agrees. And the wheels are in motion for Courtney to get a boyfriend for her birthday and maybe at least that thing of where you're making out with a guy and they take your hand and put it on their boner. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty horny for him, so she won't mind if he does. I know. She'll be like, yes. <laughs> I didn't know if he'd want me to touch it or not. <laughs> <laughs> that evening over dinner, including, of course, a full <laughs> glass of milk or like a goblet of milk, <laughs> Courtney guilt trips her mom into letting her go to the condo for her birthday. She really wanted her to go to see her sister, Valerie. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to go to a mental institution on my birthday. I mean, valid. <laughs> yeah. And her mom was like, oh, my God, I forgot it was your birthday. Yeah. So she got 16 candles, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's excited. But I that feel like night... you could eat out on being almost slumber party massacred once already for the rest of your life. <laughs> like, anytime your mom wanted you to do something, you could be like, I can't because <laughs> I almost got murdered. <laughs> so that night, she dreams of her sister. She's warning her not to go to the condo. And she warns her not to go all the way. And she sees what appears to be premonitions of the violence that awaits them on their slumber party weekend. A 50s diner type rockabilly dude with boots. Uh, He boot scoots all around and yells, rock and roll will never die. So we never get a name for this guy, but I bet it's Eddie. (laughs) These guys are always named Eddie. (laughs) And also, this is a true nightmare for me as a reformed rockabilly. Yeah. I wish this guy would do us all a favor and take that fateful drive up Dead Man's Curve. Also, he's so hot. (laughs) I was going to say, I think you kind of like him, though. He's so hot. (laughs) I'm sick. (laughs) He's so money. I'm sorry. I love a bad boy with flair who can dance. It's like the same thing. Meatloaf and Rocky Horror. Yeah. Danny Zuko. Does it for you. I'm like, hot. (laughs) I'm a monster. All right. Um, We'll see if he comes back. (laughs) (laughs) The girls arrive at the condo and get settled in. They push aside the blow-up dolls left in the beds from Sheila's brother's visit. So random. (laughs) 
Then they jimmy open the booze closet and they prepare a corn dog feast. <laughs> After all, the boys aren't due till tomorrow. It's girls' night. Um, so that got me thinking. What? That's a pretty good combo: corn dogs and champagne. And then the first movie they had the pizza and the blender marks. Yeah. Which would you go for? This is tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, the pizza and blender marks are going to be a challenge from a heartburn perspective. Oh, yeah. But you know the burps from the corn dogs and champagne are going to go crazy. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go champagne and corn dogs, though. Okay. What do you choose? I think I'm just going to go pizza because, I mean, I, it's like I never eat a corn dog, but I will always pick pizza over a corn dog. I like corn dogs. I do too, but pizza's like I love pizza too. <laughs> but I'm kind of eh on margs, especially blended ones. Okay. So I would yeah, I'll always drink champagne. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of other stuff too. The thing that baffled me the most was the open jars of jelly. <laughs> there was like four open jars of Knott's brand jelly. And I was like, <laughs> what are they doing with those? Is that for dipping? Corn dog? Yeah. I mean it wouldn't be that bad i bet it's kind of good <laughs> you could have done your jelly advent ca- calendar with corn dogs stop like a little mini corn dog yeah. in my little mini j- jams yeah so while the girls are watching rock and roll high school the girls get all horned up when they hear a song called hell's cafe this song is not in rock and roll high school <laughs> i don't uh, know where it comes comes from oh but i do like that they're watching rock and roll high school yeah, maybe they're watching it kind of and they have the radio on too. Possible. <laughs> also, I don't remember Rock and Roll High School good enough to say for sure this is not in there, but I'm pretty sure it's not. The Ramones never did it. <laughs> yeah. It didn't. It sounded more rockabilly for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they love the song so much. They take their tops off. Well, one of them does, right? I think a couple of or them do. A couple of them do. Yeah. Spray champagne everywhere and pillow fight. It's crazy how back in the day pillows were just loose feathers. <laughs> just loose feathers in a pillowcase. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so the girls have an audience peeping through the window. Two of the girls' boyfriends, Jeff and TJ, have shown up at the house early. After they wait around outside long enough to make sure the girls aren't going to start kissing, <laughs> they sneak into the house for a classic scary intruder fake out. That night, Courtney has a dream of this ringeting kid killer. He tells her he killed her sister, Valerie. He sexually menaces her a little bit, and he speaks primarily in song lyrics. <laughs> and boy, does he love his little embellished cowboy boots. <laughs> He's always doing like little boogie woogies in them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's all, I got cat strut and I got cat style. <laughs> He tells her, hey, baby, love the one you're with. (laughs) And then Courtney wakes up on the kitchen floor. Her friends think she just needs some toast and juice to get over her PTSD and possible psychic premonitions. I got to say, I was having a pretty good time with this movie until about right here. (laughs) Why? What changed? I don't know. As soon as the boys get there and this killer guy shows up, I don't know. I don't like it as much. The boys are kind of dead weight. Yeah. One in particular, I don't know why he talks like that. (laughs) He's like, hey, guys, this is a real bummer. Like, he kind of sounds like Spicoli. I'm not doing it right. I don't know. It's weird. 
So Courtney's friends chalk all this up to hangovers and try to soothe their jangled nerves with fun activities like band practice, washing the car, (laughs) swimming with blow-up dolls, and having performative loud sex. All the other kids other than Courtney, great weekend. They're having so much fun. But throughout the day, Courtney's visions grow violent. The boys make lunch, and on her plate, she sees a bloody severed hand instead of a hamburger. Later, when she opens the refrigerator, a whole raw chicken jumps out at her and starts spewing black goo everywhere. Yeah, the same thing happened to me. That's why I became vegan. What? (laughs) That'll do it. Yeah. Courtney, after this, is like, can't do it. (laughs) This thing with the chicken feels like from another movie. Yes, there's a couple parts like that. Yeah. That part was kind of funny, though. It is. It's so (laughs) weird. Uh, Her friends are like, maybe you just opened the refrigerator wrong and it just fell out. Yeah. Why did they bring a whole raw chicken? I don't know. What are they going to do with that? Maybe they're going to cook it. I doubt that very much. (laughs) And the guy, uh, not TJ, Jeff, he picks it up. He's like, oh, I got this. Like, all polite all of a sudden. (laughs) And he throws it back in the fridge. Don't worry about it. Because the goo wasn't real. So he didn't have anything to clean up. After all these meal mishaps, Courtney decides to take a relaxing bubble bath, but has to cut it short when the faucet starts spewing thick, dark blood into the tub. Her visions of Melvis, maybe, (laughs) return, and his unmistakable evil yet obnoxious laugh sounds alongside his trademark guitar riff. This guy is toting an enormous guitar. Yeah. And it's got a drill on the end. Custom made. It is custom made. (laughs) This bad boy was expensive. (laughs) Courtney is freaked out to the max, and Sally tries to comfort her by comparing her unusually large zit to Courtney's unhealed trauma. She's like, we've all got problems. (laughs) (laughs) Almost the same, but not quite. While Sally talks about making an emergency run for Oxy-10, Courtney sees Sally's zit mutate into a pulsating cyst that deforms her face and bursts gushing yellow goo everywhere so gross the effects look really cool right here i feel like this is like the best effects in the movie yeah they spend a lot of time on this weird little dream yeah yeah when it happens you're like whoa (laughs) it is pretty unexpected yeah and i agree it's it's probably the best one in the movie courtney runs screaming down the stairs straight into the arms of matt a guy we totally forgot about (laughs) he comforts courtney the other two dudes are turds about it She's ruining their weekend. Mm-hmm. He's like, Tia's like, <laughs> yeah, bruh. Like, just put her in an asylum <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, TJ was very annoying. Yeah. So after Matt arrives, Sally disappears and the group is unable to find her. They become overtaken with mass hysteria and convince themselves she must be in the very small <laughs> trash compactor that is crunching away in the kitchen. <laughs> It must be it. <laughs> it's literally the only option. <laughs> One time me and my best friend stayed up late watching House of a Thousand Corpses. No, Red Dragon. And we got so scared. And we looked out in the backyard and there was what appeared to be a body on the lawn. <laughs> and we were like, oh, my God. We freaked out. We were like, somebody threw a dead body over the fence in the alley. <laughs> and now there's a body. And so we were like, what did we do? And we went and woke up her boyfriend. And he 
got up and he looked out the window and he goes, it's manure. <laughs> I was out there earlier and he went, stupid girls. <laughs> and went back to bed. And we were like, well, that was a close one. <laughs> Almost had your own slumber party massacre. I know. So I understand how this mass hysteria happens. <laughs> so they call the cops. Uh, officers Kruger and Voorhees <laughs> are on the scene and like weirdly hostile about it. While the cops are in the middle of mocking these kids who called for help, Courtney returns for her from her oxy run to the store. Why doesn't anyone just say "Let's go home"? I think because Court, uh, Courtney's no, not Courtney. What's, what's the name? Oh, Sally returns from her oxy run to the store. Oh, okay, yeah. So the main girl's Courtney. I think she's really the only one that wants to leave because they are like, this is like our only chance. No parents. <laughs> yeah, and she didn't drive, so she's, she's just kind of stuck. Yeah. Oof, been there. <laughs> Courtney and Matt are left alone. Matt surprises Courtney with the birthday cake, and the two begin to go all the way. She was warned about this. <laughs> but before they can get there, the killer suddenly appears and drills Matt through the chest with the custom drill guitar. When this first happens, you're like, is this real? Yeah. Right? Yeah, because so far it's only been in her dreams. This one's real, though. Yeah. Courtney tries to convince herself it's just a dream, but the driller killer rips Matt's arm and smashes it into Courtney's birthday cake. Rude. <laughs> it's real. That was kind of another 16 Candles moment. Like, <laughs> she and Matt are in the room, and they're going to, like, go all the way. But he's like, I brought you something. And it's a birthday cake with candles on it. So that's, like, 16 Candles, too. But, yeah, then the driller killer just smashes it up with a severed arm. That mm-hmm. is rude. Yeah. I hope that never happens to me. <laughs> I'd be so upset about my cake. Yeah. So dark Brian Setzer chases Courtney downstairs <laughs> where he confronts the group who have just returned to the condo. Um, they can all see him. He's real. Yep. <laughs> TJ sort of tries to defend the group, but ends up running away. As the others escape, the killer impales Sally with the drill through a wall that just so happens to have the phone on the other side. Stopping them from calling yep. the cops again, I guess. Sheila and TJ flee while Courtney, Amy, and Jeff leave in Jeff's car. Just as the kids breathe a sigh of relief as they drive away from the condo, psycho Squiggy pops up in the back seat, says, this is dedicated to the one I love, and drills Jeff through the seat. He loves Jeff. Yep. (laughs) The killer waggles his tongue at Courtney. It's graphic. (laughs) And she and she and Amy flee back to the house. Outside, Sheila and TJ run to a nearby house for help, but the killer catches up to them, and TJ is also drilled through the chest with a tasty guitar riff. When he waggles his tongue, I was like, that's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, what are you doing? You know this is bad. They ruin your pillowcases Mm -hmm. with their greasy hair, (laughs) and they always need rides home from downtown jail. All early in the morning. It's bad. Stay strong. I'm out. I'm out of the lifestyle. (laughs) Sheila manages to return to the condominium and desperately searches for a hiding place. She really can take her time because our killer killer turns to us, says, now it's time for the fun part. And then he hits a fog machine and launches into a full musical number. I'm sorry, but this guy really has the moves. The fringe on his outfit is flying. He is all over the floor. He's lip syncing to some song I've never heard before. 
um, and he's like sliding down the banister. And the performers enjoying themselves, it makes it enjoyable for the audience. And I'm having a great time. So what does that tell you? I'm glad you're having a great time. <laughs> you don't like this? I don't like this. Oh. I feel like they're, I don't know. They're like, isn't this funny? And I'm like, no. I am like, yes. <laughs> also, I don't really think about necessarily that it's funny. I just think this is so fun. <laughs> Like, why is this happening? This guy is such a performer, whatever he is, right? He's like a, he is like a Freddy Krueger style, like mm-hmm. out of your dreams fucking demon or whatever. Yeah, I think that's what they were going for. But I, yeah, I have too many whys. He t- I love that he is such a fucking rock and roll freak <laughs> that he has to take the time to do this song. Like he needs a little like, showmanship when he's doing his his last murders the song is so crazy it's all let's buzz (laughs) and he like chases them down the hallway and he's singing the whole time and he's doing so many dance moves from so many different eras (laughs) yeah he throws a little break dancing in there yes i told you when we were talking about this i did laugh a few times but see overall i told you i think that he would he's not scary at all no he's not scary (laughs) But I think he would kill that history of dances. Yes. <laughs> Dance. I know 100% that he would. Yeah. I love it. Do the mashed potato, please. <laughs> I love this part. I think it's so, f- it's, it's, there are so many whys. One of those WTF horror moments. Yeah. It's just like a garbage day. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. At least watch this scene if you don't watch the whole I movie. I do like that the, I do like the whys because it is like, yeah, there is a fog machine all of a sudden. <laughs> like what is happening but i guess you don't need the logic because why why does he exist in the first place like the whole thing is weird exactly the whole thing so it's weird let it i mean do whatever literally let him do anything i don't care (laughs) i love him i love him so much he does so many little dance steps So Courtney and Amy are barricaded in a bedroom with a really pretty small chest of drawers (laughs) in front of the door. And for some reason, they can't figure out how to move it when Sheila is outside in the hallway begging to be let in. (laughs) They move it one way, then the other, but just never commit to pushing it like all the way out of the way on one side. So this killer daddy-o cuts a rug up the stairs and down the hallway, two-stepping and jitterbugging with his drill guitar, and he murders Sheila as well. And then he just like drills right through the door because it's made out of cardboard. <laughs> Courtney and Amy escape out a window, but the killer pursues them through a construction site. He mostly chases them with dance steps. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he's having the best fucking time. He's just like cackling the whole time he's chasing them. And they're really pushing this like rock and roll quotes. Yes. <laughs> like too far. At one point he says, I can't get no satisfaction. That one's the worst. That one is the worst. It's so bad. When he says it, I was like, boo. <laughs> yeah, because there's other ones that actually like relate to what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Oh, that one is bad. And I'm on his side <laughs> yeah. like fully. So when I'm like, I don't like that, it's not good. <laughs> finally, Amy falls to her death. I don't know why I said finally. <laughs> like, get her out of here. Yeah, this scene... That's another problem I have with this movie is like the pacing. This scene goes on so this long. This part does go on for a long time. And it's like we wait we didn't see him for so long and then 
we can't stop seeing him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spread him. I want more of him. Yeah. Spread him out. Spread him out. <laughs> so finally, Amy falls to her death at a, a second story window. <laughs> I guess you have to land really the wrong way to die from a second story. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, this chase just goes on way too long and they keep stopping and starting again. Like people will literally stop. <laughs> And then they're like, okay, we got to run. <laughs> Desperate, Courtney lights an oxyacetylene torch. I don't know what that is. Do you know what it is? No. Is it for welding? Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, as the killer approaches, of course, he says. <laughs> I mean, if I said to you, guess what he says right here, <laughs> you would be able to guess it. No problem. Right. He says. Come on, baby. Light my fire. <laughs> so she sets him on fire. <laughs> he lights up and falls off an unfinished building, finally dead. Dawn breaks. The police come. Courtney lifts the sheet off Sheila as she's being taken away on a stretcher. Sheila opens her eyes and begins to cackle the killer's laugh. Either nobody else sees it or nobody cares. <laughs> this movie's not going to tell you. Nope. <laughs> Cut two. Courtney wakes up next to Matt as gentle music plays. Phew. It was all a dream. She rolls over into his loving arms and they begin to kiss. But cue the fog machine. <laughs> he morphs into the killer. She starts screaming, then awakens inside a psychiatric ward, still screaming as a drill bursts through the floor and the credits roll. This guy is so corny. I'm humiliated by how much I was smashed. <laughs> He's a handsome guy. He is. He's got stubble. And he is, I mean, an outfit like this can wear you. Okay. He's wearing it. Even like his little boots. Yeah. Ugh. It's embarrassing. I'll say little, literally anything on this show. So, <laughs> yep. I was in love. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, the connection to the first movie is very loose. <laughs> I wish that they either, either there was more story, like there is more explanation for why he, like, how did he relate to that first killer? He came out of her dream. Like, Either more or none at all. Like, don't connect it to the first movie. Yeah. Like, best we can put together, Driller Killer is a physical manifestation of Courtney's PTSD and her burgeoning sexuality. Sure. Sure. And she loves music, so he's a rock and roll guy. <laughs> like, I saw something say that he was the reincarnation of that guy, and I'm like, literally nothing about the movie says that. No. So, I don't believe that's it. Like... I don't think so either. Yeah. He's just... A manifestation but he becomes real how i don't know. i want to know i need more answers um she does get the girls right i think mm -hmm. like their friendships seem very real like they want to take care of their friend like they have personalities and like fun personalities yeah i like the girls um there's their little no, band yeah there's no like competitive female friendships which like gets tiring uh-huh but, yeah, I like that they're, like, a band, and I like that they're serious about it so that they take their music or their equipment with them on mm -hmm. their little condo weekend. They're like, hey. Yeah, we're, we got to practice. Yeah. I like that. 
Yeah, because they have the one friend that she's like the wild one, but sh- they still all get along. Which one's the wild one? Um, the one whose uncle's condo it is. Sheila. Sheila. Yeah. That condo was ugly, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so salmon pink. Yeah. Uh, we lo- fucking loved this color scheme in 1987. <laughs> it was like turquoise and salmon Yeah, pink. it was like the Southwest style. You'd have a lot of tall vases mm-hmm. and howling coyotes. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. It's a very ugly condo, but who gives a shit? No parents. Yeah. I would, at this age, literally a shack. <laughs> if it meant no parents. And boys. And a sexy rock and roll rockabilly. (sighs) (laughs) One could only dream. Hate myself. Hate myself for loving him. So what do you, how do you interpret the ending? Like, is she really in the psychiatric ward or whatever? Yes. Yeah, I think probably. Was she there the whole time? time? No. (laughs) I don't think so. No? No, do you? Um, no. Probably not. I think that, that last little... <laughs> <laughs> like, when she looks at Sheila's body, just put her over the edge. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely different ways to interpret it. But I don't think so. But they're not... get. She's not getting better. No, because she's still there. He's still there, yeah. But also, drill into my room. (laughs) Just do it. Just come through the floor. (laughs) Has this been like your number one crush from any of these movies we've seen? I mean, I'm putting you on the spot. Yes. I really got to think about it. I can't. I'm like (laughs) struggling to think of anybody that I've been like, oh my God, that guy's so hot. And like, I can't think of anybody else. Can you think of anybody else that we were like, oh, he's hot? I mean, hot Todd. (laughs) (laughs) Is it right in his name? I feel like there's like one, at least from each movie, but not. You're you're really into this guy. I know. (laughs) There's so much fringe on his jacket, too. Yeah. And he's almost got like an Andrew Dice Clay type. (laughs) Yes. What is wrong with me? (laughs) Put me in the psychiatric ward. Ugh, and he's kind of little too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's so cute. Ugh, stupid. Um, I don't know. People really like this movie though, right? Or is it divisive? I feel like it's a cult favorite among a certain group, but sickos like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people. I'm more like a more serious horror movie. Sure. Usually, sure. Like an earlier '80s. Is usually what I prefer. Yeah. So I like the first one a lot better. It's very campy mm-hmm. and very kitschy. And I really like both of those things in nearly any context. I thought that all the weird shit in this movie was just a lot of fun. I do think this movie is a lot of fun. Yeah, I always get <sighs> bored at the end. And I get kind of angry. <laughs> when they're running through the construction site? Yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite setting. No. Um, and it does stop and start a lot, but overall, 
you can't beat this 75 minute runtime. Like you're in and out with this movie. Yeah, that's true. They don't keep you too long. <laughs> what did the critics think? I'm sure it wasn't very popular with critics. They said, who is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think we've got nothing from Lenny, if you can believe it. <laughs> uh, Video Hounds says, woof. <laughs> Uh, drowsy babes in lingerie are drilled to death by a perverse madman. Drowsy? Uh, no, these girls are very active. Yeah. They got so much done in literally just one day. <laughs> they washed a car. <laughs> and they don't wear lingerie. What are you watching? Did you just look at the cover of the movie? Yeah, the cover has a girl that's not even in the movie. Yeah. Right. He is a perverse madman, though. That's what <laughs> I like about him. Um, another disappointing sequel. They say, no. Wrong. Well, I hope to never watch it again. Whoa. <laughs> I did watch part three. Yeah. Part three came out in 1990, so we won't cover it. Yeah. But I liked it better than this one. Is the killer hot? Um, is my boyfriend back and mm. you're going to be in trouble? <laughs> no. No? I don't want to say too much because it's a, it's a whodunit. Oh, okay. For most, for a lot of the movie, I thought it was fun. Like it has like the like fun cheesiness of this one. Yeah, but it has more of those tense moments from the first one. It's also like totally different. Um, like not attached to the previous two movies at mm -hmm. all, which I feel like they should have done with this one. But I mean, they kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> they should have went all the way. Yeah, <laughs> just cut those last couple of strings. It's okay. Yeah. Oh. All right. So you should check that one out. I will watch it. How many times do you think you've seen the first one since we did the move? Since we did the movie? Since we did it? Mm -hmm. Maybe once or twice. Me too. Yeah. We, it was on Joe Bob, I think. And we watched it for that. Yeah, at least once mm -hmm. since then. But yeah, I still like the first one a lot. I like the first one a lot too. I, I like this. I do like this one a lot. I like it a lot. I agree about the end, uh -huh. um, but overall, I have a really fun time watching this movie. Well, I could see, yeah, others liking it a lot more than me. Yeah. Just not my type mm -hmm. of slasher. Yeah. Um, should we do ratings? Yeah. All right. Out of 10? Out of 10. <sighs> I give this one seven switchblade combs and... Eight and a half cans of Murray's pomade <laughs> and three bottles of three roses <laughs> and two boots, <laughs> two little boots. <laughs> um, let's see. How much do I like this movie? I give this one an eight. I do like it a lot. Wow, I do. I like feel it like lot. that's higher than you gave the first one, or maybe maybe same. Maybe same. Okay. Um, I really do. I like it. I think it's really fun. And sorry, but points for being hot. <laughs> <laughs> that's how wild I am over this guy. I knew we we're gonna have a big split on this one. I love it. <laughs> let me wait. Let me guess. Okay. Four point five. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Wow. I didn't think I would get it on the first try. I was between a 4 and a 4.5, but I think I'm going to go 4.5 because I do like the beginning. Yeah. It's fun. I like the girls. Yeah. I like the main girl, too. I think she's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of makes me mad. (laughs) But you think the driller killer is cute? Yeah. I think he's cute. (laughs) So points for that. Yeah. So you're an 8, then? (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. We can't agree on everything. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun when we disagree. Yeah. Are you a Sarah or are you a Corey? Oh. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. You can call us. <laughs> Our number is 661-454-7499. Uh, call us, leave a comment, and we can play it on the show. Yeah. Tell us, is this guy hot or not? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Also, yeah, are you a Sarah or are you a Corey? Do you like it or do you fucking hate it like Corey does? (laughs) (laughs) Hope to never see it again in your whole life. It's not my lowest rated film. No. (laughs) Man, I didn't think you would rate it that low, though. Not until we started talking about it. I mean, yeah. I didn't want to give everything away before. Register my guess here. When I was doing my notes, I wanted to be like, oh, this movie's making me mad. (laughs) dang well then i'm glad that i did the notes for this one yeah that's why i said i'm so glad i didn't do the notes well all right what's our next movie Ooh, next week we got a special episode we're gonna be talking about our best horror films of 2022 our personal opinions and um, we're gonna have our friends from not your final girl with us again all right that's fun i like that Yep. I love a year ender. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do we have after that? After that, when we go back to our regular schedule, we'll be um, discussing the movie X-Ray, also known as Hospital Massacre. Mm -hmm. You know why? No, I can't imagine. Valentine's Day. What? (laughs) That's right. They got streamers in this one. Mm -hmm. So look for that. Um, not looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, we watched this before, and I remember thinking it was boring. So let's we'll see. Yeah, but they can't all be winners. We we got the same thing that we, I thought. We got over five hundred movies. Yeah, we can't save all the bad ones. That's for the what end. you said. <laughs> she said we have to abuse ourselves. <laughs> I said whatever you say, Cor. Let's do it. <laughs> This was your Valentine to me, and mm-hmm. I hate it. <laughs> well, you can, as you know, I kind of hated this one, so. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it all evens out. All right. Well, as always, donate to the Bakersfield Burrito Project. Um, people tend to do a lot of donating around the holidays, and then things kind of dry up for a little while. So don't forget. Keep it going. Donations are important all year. Cash App and Venmo Bako Burrito Project. And you can follow us on Twitter at Chainsaw Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Gag Me With a Chainsaw. And what else, Cor? Leave us a review. Leave us a review and a five star rating on yep. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us stars for hotness. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's our policy, so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) make it yours all right well we'll see you next time see you then bye-bye
Thanks for joining us on Gag Me With A Chainsaw with your hosts, Corey and Sarah. Music by White Bat Audio. Find us on Twitter at Chainsaw Podcast and on Instagram at Gag Me With A Chainsaw. Until next time, unpleasant dreams.